0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful
1: friendship.
0: Take one. Join anything from the
1: shop. Come it out. It doesn't say anything about a chalk does it? No. No, it doesn't. Hello,
0: and welcome to another spool podcast. I'm with me, Nigel Wheatley, and this other guy, Pork Miguel. How are you, Pork? Good, yeah. Very good. So, on this uh, fairly special midsummer episode, we're going to be reviewing the first two quarters of the year, also known as the first half of 2023 uh, we're going to analyze the flash superman or spider-man across the spider-verse got confused there with the superman who is yeah. famously not really in the flash uh pre and then we'll preview some of the other big films coming our way in the summer and um, then we're going to pre-chat about the galway film fly which is next month a little bit and just talk about some of our highs and lows of the year of cinema going or indeed not really cinema going as much these days with the landscape changing so much anyway and just uh get the plug in don't forget that if you want to listen back to any older episodes they're there on spool.ie o lie um or on any podcast app whatever you're using what do you use for podcasts these oh days spotify very good all the fair, way fair play uh what, thoughts on harry and megan Yeah, I stand with Bill. You're with Bill Simmons. Very good. Anyway, um, because we've both seen it in the last few days, we might dive in on The Flash a little bit. So uh, this film that has been, I feel like it's kind of mired in controversy. It's been kind of dragged out. James Gunn has kind of taken hold of the DC uh like superhero universe uh i know the dc expanded universe dceu i think um in the last sort of year and in that time he's kind of disowned a lot of the current um stories that are there so black adam with the rock got canned he said he was still doing the flash he said henry cavill won't do sorry this movie still came out but he cancelled what was it Bat, uh, batgirl and TV yeah and all this stuff so it was a
1: text write-off
0: yeah, so, and then you throw in the sort of allegations and yeah, like controversies around Ezra Miller, around Ezra Miller has and a lot the of work controversy. they have done. So Ezra Miller is non-binary and became a kind of a non-event in the publicity for the film. So you had all of this stuff coming into it beforehand. Um, so I'm not really sure what I knew and um, what to expect. But I don't know, if anyone needs a bit of a blurb on this, we all roughly know who the the Flash is, but he's probably the... The One character from the DC universe who's able to do some of that multiverse stuff that has become so in vogue with, with Ant Man and you know Doctor Strange and obviously the Spider Verse as well. Um, so they were able to do a film a bit like that with it, but we saw from all the trailers that because of what they were doing, they're bringing in Batman, but it wasn't just Ben Affleck, it was also going to be Michael Keaton's Batman, and then um, Supergirl was there as well, played by Sasha Cal, and yeah, it's all it's all a bit going on um but actually i kind of really enjoyed it general zod being in there michael shannon that was going to yeah my i'm not going to summarize the plot because all these plots are kind of daft but yeah it's funny ezra miller you forget sort of really, yeah really like good. i and he's a, he's a
1: very good actor and um, or they're a very good actor with we need to talk about kevin perks of being a wallflower um, so, and kind of taps into some of that kind of teenagey
0: vibe yeah there's like um, the spider-man
1: when, kind of younger person you know uh, madcap stuff. Oh, did you get the... I can't remember her name, but the lady from Derry Girls in it? I was just like, oh
0: Yes, yeah. uh, sir Monica Jackson. Yeah.
1: Doing a... I couldn't figure out if accent? she's... accent? Yeah, or is it just Trina? her own accent? Yeah. I think it was a
0: bit Americanized. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool. cool to see. Very unexpected.
1: And like the... Yeah, so the, the PR for the film basically had to pivot to um, Michael Keaton for Batman to do the introduction of it pretty well. I was listening to another podcast and... The film would have been amazing if you just went into it to be like, oh, here's a film about the Flash. And you had no idea. Like, and I think they maybe would have held back on that a bit more only for the Ezra Miller controversy.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And also then you throw in the fact that they've pretty much said all of these actors are out the door or a lot of them are in the in this reboot yeah. of the of the franchises that again
1: uh, a lot of the cgi i think they definitely made a choice with some of the things whereby it's kind of that polar express but no problem not with as the bad. cgi it was yeah, meant to look like that i yeah. think it was fine speedy speedy thing yeah. there was times when you were like oh you could tell they didn't do that old school thing of like film ezra and then we'll pause and then, okay, now you have to dress like this and you're going to be this Ezra. They were like, oh, we'll, you can tell, like, oh, there's real Ezra and there's, like, animated Ezra for a lot of it. But it kind of
0: works. You're just yeah. like, oh, okay, fair I enough. I didn't, like, yeah, I thought. The 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 two Ezras in all those scenes together kind of worked. Um, mm. Yeah, so not, the, like, good fun, lots of banter, pleasantly surprised, has made very little money. These characters, we won't see them again, so it feels like... Uh, yeah, a bit pointless, but an enjoyable one. So I think I went in the kind of three and a half. Yeah, I
1: think kind of three, thing. three and a half, and yeah. lots of cool cameo, uh, kind of deep comic book cuts at the end, yeah. which are very funny had and you, enjoyable.
0: Yeah, had you did you know some of the other bits that were popping in? No, had a so no clue. It was all nice some it. stuff on Instagram it's made sense after now. it. Yeah,
1: where I saw stuff and I was just like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. So the other multiverse film that's in the cinema at the minute yeah um, is
1: cross the spider-verse um, the sequel to um into the spider-verse from a couple of years back um cross
0: the spider-verse part one we have which, to kind of acknowledge yeah this which i didn't trend. realize
1: but i think people did know going in um it wasn't quite a, a dune scenario Um so yeah we were kind of back with miles morales um and gwen stacy amazing animation once again the film again kind of don't want to get into the plot too much and like as i was thinking back it's it been like, now two weeks so it's what okay what the to hell leave. happened in this like yeah. it does seem kind of like oh yeah there was this thing and that thing but the main bad guy is played by jason schwartzman called spot um it turns out this is a bit of a spoiler it turns out he was present at the collider incident in the first film at the end of it with uh, kingpin and has turned into some self Multiverse, he's able to travel, go into himself, go into all these other things, and as a result of this, he's destroying those different universes. Then there's this like inter universe uh, collective of all these different Spider-Men and women and animals who have to go around correcting what he's done. So then Miles Morales joins them, and Gwen Stacy is also a member of it. So, crux of the film in that, in every Spider-Man. Story or there's an event called the canon which makes you the Spider Man, and it this feels
0: very th- intertextual, like where yeah. it's like referencing the way fans talk about all these things and like how they hinge on these vents, and you're like, oh, that's what they've made the story about. Yeah,
1: and so that is then the main point of conflicts towards the end, but it looks fantastic. I'd love to see a making of documentary because I presume there's lots of it, or you'd need to see it a couple of times when they're doing different segments. You would almost feel that oh they're copying this is this artist or this is this artist and to get the mood and everything but looks amazing. I think it's too long could have done probably without the first the start it was just like oh we kind of know this but they're doing that thing of like well if you haven't seen the first one you probably need to do this but it was fine yeah and again not to spoil the ending too much but it, you know it it goes into this multiverse so like if you're not a fan of that I don't know if you'll be but it's definitely the best of the superhero films this year, because we had Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah, three, yeah, which, which was, was also solid. very good. Yeah, but but I think it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know,
0: the peak. It's also just so snappy and funny mm. the way the world. Yeah, so that's still so in went, cinemas at the moment. Still there. Yeah, I think I was in the kind of four star, maybe four and a half, four and a little four. It. Bit. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, and speaking of so that's like the the part one bits is like. I suppose we didn't know about it, that it had one, or Fast 10, the most recent Fast and Furious film, which was pretty good. Jason Momoa as the main villain there. But we now have another part one, which is going to be Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part one, which is the seventh film. We're in the preview section, by the way, now. We've moved on the running order. (laughs) Uh, Seventh film in that um, franchise, 23 years in. Um, They've seemingly gotten bigger arguably gotten better and better um certainly tom cruise is now at that kind of following top Gun. he's at the do, peak of his sort of yeah. popularity where
1: i do plan to go back and watch the first one because i do remember seeing the first one in the cinema and being like oh this is perfect and the more i've watched it yeah. kind of like oh this is fantastic but it now seems so removed from what they've kind of grown into in a degree like there's so yeah. much
0: more money in actually and so that's um that uh 10th of july it was coming out on the 11th and uh tom cruise and many others lobbied to get it earlier and earlier because oppenheimer is opening on the twenty. yeah
1: i think there's going to be a big fight over IMAX screens apparently so they're, they're saying. gaining
0: an extra day so look yeah. we'll it see premiered in rome recently got pretty positive reviews yeah exactly what you'd expect to see everyone's saying that the action is incredible and incredibly good practical stuff mm-hmm. so sounds exactly like what a tom cruise film should be so there we go looking forward to it so um,
1: in a similar vein uh, it's the year of kind of sequels every summer uh, indiana jones 5 dial of destiny is coming out stars does anyone
0: care
1: i funny when i went to see the flash there was a trailer before it a new one and when i saw the first trailer i was like oh this is absolute muck they've done the dh and the thing like the irish man it looks terrible um i and then i wonder like oh did they do that on purpose anyway the second trailer looks a lot better the D agent, i was just like oh that's pretty good uh, it's a solid cast phoebe Waterbridge, bridge fleabag uh harrison ford obviously karen allen mads mickelson uh toby jones i think is in it as well from the trailer and all the kind of favorites so it will, I would say, most definitely be the last time you'll see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I would be surprised if he comes back for oh, another man. one. The man who was
0: meant to be uh, the next Indiana Jones from the last film. That young guy, young strapping man, Sheila uh, Buff. Yeah. where you he go?
1: So yeah, kind of looking forward to it. Uh, oh yeah, so all the Indiana Jones films are now on Disney as well, if you want to kind of catch up and watch those in preparation for this new one. So that's out on the twentieth of July. Of June. June. That yes. would be right.
0: 28th of June there, yeah. So that has a little bit... Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have minimal... Like, it's funny with... You go see films. it. Now. I, I will go and see it. And I went to see um, the... Um, what Kingdom, of Scars. Kingdom of Crystal Something Skulls. Kingdom of Crystal Skulls. Something like that. It? Yeah. Why is it a four-word subtitle? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, for the sense of being able to engage in the conversation mm-hmm. around it. But my expectation levels rock bottom. But... I think John Williams' music, maybe one of the very last films. I hope I'm right on that. I feel like it could be, you know, that combo of like a lot of these guys who are not going to get that much more out of them who were so definitive in the 70s. Oh, and obviously,
1: you said it's not directed by Steven Spielberg. It's uh, directed by James Mangold, uh, who directed Copland, um, which is an amazing film with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro um, from the late 90s early aughts Ray as well amazing performance from him anyway we should also say that Asteroid City is opening uh, soon depending on when you're listening to it or it has already opened um also massively looking forward to that the new film from wes anderson
0: what do you think of the whole wes anderson the way we're kind of fetishizing fetishizing yeah. him and eulogizing him and all the these TikTok kind of instagram thing is trend. getting a
1: bit annoying and it's kind of it's it's peaked like you know right. it might take away from the film because you're just like oh anyone can I do this know,
0: i've been feeling a bit taken away from wes anderson for a while like but the last the french dispatch
1: didn't really go down well and we it's didn't I,
0: get it in the cinema i think if uh, I recall, no, we
1: did, but it was very quick. Oh, okay. um, and I haven't gone back and watched it since. Whereas, like, people still really speak highly of obviously Royal Tenemans, Darjeeling, Life Aquatic. But I'm hearing very positive things about this. Scarlett Johansson's meant to be amazing in it. So, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, very good. So that's uh when is that? That's out now in the next 10 days, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Um so the other thing that will kind of dominate a bit of conversation, two films coming out on the 21st of July, two quite different, 20 um Oppenheimer for um, Christopher Nolan and Barbie for Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. Yeah. I don't know I think there's been enough dialogue about both films looking forward to both of them I think we'll have to do a podcast in a month yeah um will you do a double header do you think or we on the one them? day I don't think it's fair to either of them I think Oppenheimer I'm mostly curious about how shall we say like Christopher Nolan can be prone to a little bit of the like patriotic thing like he could make a great um and there's an odd last action hero type film if yeah. he'd allow himself there's you know, and p- so I wonder how will this be pro where this will land in an era when there is a number of conflicts in the world? Like, where is this a, 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 sort of celebratory, like bravura kind of film, or is yeah. it a an, an, very much anti war? Like, I don't know, is is um, the trailer yeah, so doesn't to it. It give doesn't, too
1: much away because you kind of have that side, it's just like, yeah, we're building a bomb. I, I get you know I would echo what you say because there's that scene of Matt Damon in the trailer being like why are we doing this because it's the most important thing you're like oh fuck off and normally Christopher
0: Nolan has has a say yeah. over his trailers so yeah. I do think that was weird and I was thinking of like Pearl Harbor but Harbour. then
1: they kind of do cut it with in the trailer some black and white footage of like uh, Kenneth Branagh and uh, Robert Downey Jr. being like what are you actually doing here yeah um, and I presume that's Einstein as well in the trailer
0: uh, don't know, yeah. Who, who oh, yeah, 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 we think so. So, yeah. look, there's loads there, and then obviously Barbie, we've been hearing about it for whatever 18 months. Um, it looks brilliant, great fun. Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. Let's see, like, I don't know. I've like, Presumably I have a two year old daughter, like, I now know yeah. what a Barbie looks like in a shop because I'd never paid any attention. You can still buy Barbies, I oh, really yeah, I'm know sure they're massive. People yeah. still have them, and like, they've become much more diverse in the offerings, but it's still a very traditional thing, like, I. I'm just also curious about what kind of tone this takes. To Where it lands in terms of gender money. politics, which yeah. yeah, and again, yeah, which like of is these? What,
1: what's the age group for Barbie? Will more children go to it? I think obviously more women will go to Barbie, and then possibly I'm go to Obby that, and Like Heimer. the
0: kind of crowd who go to like a Spice Girls or take that concert, they'll all be going to Barbie, Taylor Swift. And I'm not sure. Yeah, Taylor Swift, could, but will like girls under eighteen like? What rating does it have? Do we know any of that? Well,
1: I think the fact that it's Greta Gerwig, she's probably known. And they'd be like, oh, this is cool. And... Yeah. But like, do you bring... But it yeah, is Ryan Gosling too old? And like, oh, who's this
0: loser? Like, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Stay tuned. Um, so, little we insert ad here. We don't have any ads. If anyone would like to buy an ad, obviously contact us. Um, because it's the middle of the year. we do something. So we're going to do the top three films that we've seen so far. In general, before I get into my top three... And I, you know what mine are. You know, um, I know what yours are as well. So we've discussed them a little bit. Hasn't been a great six months, to be fair. It's been a weird post-pandemic. Like a lot of kind of TV content has kind of been ending. Hasn't been that many kind of big meaningful. meaningful films which I know always happens in that post Oscar thing but I think this year in particular I haven't been dragged into the nothing has pulled me into kind of either the artists yeah. or see any kind of independent
1: it was kind of a depressing task when I was going back through the letterbox list where I was like Ugh, that's kind of crap and like we'll see in our lists from what we've picked they almost feel like last year's because they were part of the Oscar buzz but they did come out here this year um, so that's why it's just a bit like, oh, well, yeah. like the films we've just talked about, I'm very excited about seeing them over the summer. Yeah. And I think some of them might make our end of the year list. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely.
0: And the cool. slate of films that played at Cannes this year are also brilliant. I think this is just a, the kind of post-pandemic production slump and like release really schedule still a bit of heat. They're still also not really sure where films go. So like, you know, the way HBO, all these big American companies have kind of reset a little bit. Um, in terms of like, HBO is no longer this, Warner Brothers, Discovery, they're all it's working out what the hell any of them are yeah. and what they want to be in the next couple of years. So anyway, my top three, the top one is one, no sorry, number three, going backwards, uh, is a film that's in the cinema now. Uh, still, it's called Master Gardener, uh, directed by Paul Schrader, um, who we would know from writing Taxi Driver. Yeah. And his last film was The Card Counter. How did you see it?
1: No it's currently on night tv Isaac, yeah. yeah it's,
0: it's good. um it's, i think you'd love it it's sort okay. of slow portrait of a man <laughs> which is sort of what uh, master gardener is so um uh, a horticulturist is devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful estate owned by a wealthy Uh, woman and when he's told to take on her troubled great niece as an apprentice his life is thrown into chaos and dark secrets from his past emerge yeah so in the main role there you've got joel edgerton he's the master gardener and you know it's sort of he the owner of the house is sigourney weaver so nice to see her not in an avatar world so joel edgerton it, it kind of reveals itself slowly that you kind of get a glimpse of some weird tattoos and you're like okay he's got a dark history and then you understand okay he's come from a very 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 dark place and he's reformed completely kind of hiding out but then it gets dragged back in to defend someone. It's so tense. It's brilliant. Um really, really well worth uh, seeing. Um will I do my other two while I'm here? So sure. Can, yeah. May as well keep talking. Um then next is one that's on Netflix that I don't know, some people, you know, will know I like this but Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um it still just comes little, back to me now to and watch. again. Yeah. The music, very good, the story, the animation obviously um won the Oscar and, yeah, it just comes back to me. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Guillermo del Toro, but this Ooh. touches on lots of his themes, but in a very nice kind of way. As a family film, but I did watch it myself at night time, like the weirdo that I am. Um, then the top one is Tar. It's a Todd Field directed, Kate Blanchett starring, portrait of the fictional composer, Lydia Tar. And, yeah, it's... Um, so no, know i would think about a lot of the films that did well at the oscars and you know all that it's about the only one where i randomly something will come back to me and being like oh that was genius that was brilliant yeah um yeah so that one is available on apple tv google play all those places you can buy film for yeah. i think 4.99 so anyway, what yeah. you
1: got so tara was on my list as well um uh, as you said the todd field cape blanchard film loved it really really good um would like to have seen it again in the cinema, but maybe it'll come back and swing around or something in the lighthouse when it does something. Uh, second for me is Bo's Freight. Have you seen this yet? No. Yeah. i trying it's to figure t- out when to go to yeah, a film like Bo's Freight. It's still in the cinema and would encourage people to see it in the cinema if they can, because it kind of locks you into it. It'll, it'll, it'll be a tough one to watch at home. You will kind of be like, what is going on here? Or walk away. I've thought about it quite a lot since seeing it. Uh, it's very funny, very sad at times absolutely bonkers and it's enjoyable this
0: is ari aster's did he do the northman last year was that him
1: no he didn't do the northman that was uh, robert eggers but beau is afraid and as well it's good to see a film as well where you're like oh i've never seen that on screen um and i can't talk about because you haven't seen it but it's Towards the end, it's absolutely bonkers. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in it as always. Um, I don't think we're going to be seeing the Joker this year. It's probably next year that's coming out. But well, recommend Bows for it. And then my number one, Enny's Men, or I think it's actually pronounced Enny's Main. Uh, so it's directed by Mark Jenkins, who directed Bait, one of my favorite films from a couple of years ago. Can you
0: spell that, please, for our avid listeners? With pen, B A I T. No, na- spell the other film.
1: Oh, Enny's Main. E N Y S. M-E-N. I know it's men, but it's it's about an island and it's off the coast of England. I want to say Wales somewhere, but maybe it's Scotland. Uh, so again, it's set in the 70s, I think. And it looks like an artifact from the 70s in that, like, they've just found the footage. It's fantastic. I think you were saying it's available on Apple TV or Google Play. So well worth it as well.
0: Yeah. And so spelling it again, E-N-Y-S... new word M-E-N alright very good Um, worst film I saw this year was 65 had kind of high hopes for this as a bit of kind of pointless action nonsense and I just thought it was so stupid it's starring Adam Driver directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods it's a kind of last man on earth kind of buzz someone saving kind of feels like a tax
1: write-off like it really came and went out of nowhere like what did he do I love dinosaurs I like Adam Driver he's brilliant
0: yeah. Anyway, that was. That oh, his was my Netflix work.
1: film was actually pretty good. That was. Was that this year? That must have been last year because it wasn't on my um. I, white, not, white noise. White noise. Yeah. Yeah. Last December, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sure. was great. I mean, anyway, was the? Man in yeah. the Wasp. Yeah. Looked right. terrible.
0: Really pointless. Kind of daft. You know. Yeah. Hard. To, yeah. That's exactly what everyone after seeing Ant Man. They're just like, yeah kind of saw it Michael Douglas I think was in it Evangeline and yeah kind
1: of feel sorry for Paul Rudd. I was just like oh you should be doing better films than this yeah but I'm sure he's paid handsomely so it's fine I'm sure it's fine
0: yeah so um lastly a quick dip into matters closer to home here yeah always film fla one of our favorite times played. of
1: the year um it's on in July from the 11th to the 16th of July and it's the 35th uh film fla um we're both older than the film fla
0: there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Being Ireland, I bet you there's a chance it didn't run for a couple of years. So. <laughs> the Dublin Film Festival didn't run for. Yeah. Well, probably COVID and, and stuff. Well, they went online. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. So I remember yeah.
1: watching yeah. some of the online ones. um So, yeah, the full program is going to, well, depending on when you listen to this, the the full program is going to launch uh, next week, which will be the fourth week of June. Um so they have released some early birds and some early releases. So I think you had picked one out. That you're yeah, mine to. The,
0: the one that caught my eye was the closing film. It's called Let the Canary Sing. So this is kind of doing the festival rounds at the minute. It's a documentary um, about Cyndi Lauper and she's going to be there. And obviously she sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Time After Time, True Colors. Perfect. Pe- appeared at WrestleMania 1 um, back in the mid 80s big fan
1: cool. so i'm gonna pick um the aptly titled i like movies Um it's chandler levac's directorial debut and it's coming to age story about a teenage cinephile who dreams of attending film school so yeah has great still don't know too much about it um but it's on the 12th of july at 4 p.m at the paulos uh, cinema so yeah uh they launched their program. They've a great online presence on Instagram and the web, so keep in touch with their Gal- Galway Film Flat Instagram, and you'll get all the up to date news and releases and special guests and all that.
0: Cool. So that's it. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll chat about Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Indiana um, Jones
1: and Mission Impossible yeah. Six, and yeah, yeah, it's going to
0: be a great summer. That's it. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
0: Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Cornetto. out ice! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, ice, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off!